Good morning, guys, and welcome to the Searching for Better podcast this morning. Um, I've had a bit of an aha moment today, and I really want to unpack it in this episode. It's all about wanting to be liked. And I really want to share with you a particular experience that I've had, you know, the last couple of months. And I really wanted to unpack it and go through the steps that have helped me because I really truly think that this has been one of the biggest hurdles in my life, which is learning to deal with the need to be liked. And it's also about, you know, learning to deal with those people that you really want to get along with that for whatever reason, they may not like you or you may not vibe with them. So that's what this episode is about. If you find that there's a particular person in your life that you're struggling with or that you really want to understand why it is that their behavior bothers you so much, then this episode is definitely for you. Have a listen. I feel like this has really been an eye-opening experience for me and really helped me to understand how to deal with those situations in a better light. Hi there, and welcome to Searching for Better. I'm Julia, and I'm the blogger behind searchingforbetter.net, which is now the podcast. Searching for Better is all about exploring ideas on how to find our path in life and to live it wholeheartedly. So welcome to our show and I really, really hope you enjoy it. Okay, so I've really thought about this a lot lately and I really wanted to discuss it and break it down with you today because, you know, truth be told, there's always going to be that person that we think doesn't like us We're always going to face that challenge of having that one person that treats us differently to others, you know, who might not make the same effort with us as they do others, despite us feeling like we've tried or we've not done anything in particular to cause this. And it's actually really frustrating because I don't know about you, but I find that I go through scenarios in my head of conversations I've had with the person, things I've said, and I try to piece this impossible puzzle together of why this person, you know, treats me this certain way or might not like me or treats me differently to others and, you know, where, what I've done to bring this on. And, you know, I spend so much time trying to break it down and understand their behavior and it becomes a real struggle to let it go. So, and this can be so stressful and time consuming when we get stuck in that dark hole of, you know, why don't they like me? So this is just something that I really learned today that I wanted to share with you. You know, sometimes there's people that we just don't vibe with or we try to, and sometimes we find ourselves getting really frustrated by their behavior or their reaction towards us. So I want to change it up a bit. And instead of focusing so much on the other person today, what I want to do is instead focus on the person that this person who's treating us like this or, you know, who we think doesn't like us reminds us of. So something I've learned in my psych sessions is something that's called triggers. And I know that we use that a lot these days. Um, You might have heard of it before, but I just wanted to define it just to help us understand, you know, what we're going through in this episode. So according to Psych Central, a trigger is defined as something that sets off a memory tape or flashback, transporting the person, so that would be us, back to the event of her or his original trauma. So I was literally on the treadmill and I was listening to my podcast and I had this realization of how many times in my life that a situation like this has occurred and and I finally realized that it's not the particular person that was upsetting me, but more their behavior and response to me because it was a trigger for me. It reminded me of constant situations with a family member in my life who I constantly seeked approval from and got the same sort of hot and cold, could never figure them out behavior. And, you know, as a child, dealing with that sort of behavior can be really difficult. When we try to make the effort with a parent or, you know, close family member and don't get that response of love or approval 
or we only get it sometimes, it can definitely create those traumatic memories, which creates a trigger for us. So as I was thinking about this, I realized that throughout my life, I've really encountered this type of behavior quite a bit. And it's often the same sort of trigger and the same sort of response that I feel like I had when I was a child as well. You know, even now as an adult, I'm still responding to these situations the way I would as a child. You know, I would, I sit and I fret over it. I try and please the person and continuously make more effort until I've received a response that to me signifies approval and being liked. So I know that it's like, okay, all well and good. We, we, we understand this. And, you know, you might be thinking of situations with a particular person, might be a work colleague, might be a friend, might be a friend of a friend, a friend of a friend, whatever the situation is, you might be thinking about it and saying, okay, well, now you're understanding that perhaps it's this person's behavior that's triggering a certain response in you that really, you know, is a memory that you had from a child or a way you were treated as a child. So how does knowing this change the situation? So here's the thing, in these types of situations, the other person's behavior is not something we can control, right? So oftentimes, you know, as well, that person doesn't even see how their behavior might be affecting us. But the thing is, when we create this awareness around why someone's behavior might be affecting us and triggering us, it gives us an opportunity to learn from it and see it in a different light. So for me, Learning this has taken the power away from the behavior and moved me into a place of accepting and understanding why this behavior is a struggle for me. Anytime that we learn more about ourselves, we're actually almost creating an objective awareness. And also by doing these sort of by doing this sort of thinking, I should say, it's also getting to the root cause of the anxiety, which it definitely did for me. You know, realizing that these types of behaviors trigger a certain response in me helps me to see it when it's happening, step back and make a dif- different decision or take a different action. And, you know, that, in- that even includes when I start going down that train of thought of why don't they like me or, you know, thinking about certain situations. It's still, once I create that awareness, it's really hard for me to not have it. Obviously, once we see something in a different light, we, you know, it's, it's growth. We can't go back on that. We, we now see it. We see it for what it is. So now I know, for example, when that anxiety starts to kick in and I start to question things, I really will stop and ask myself what it truly is triggering in me and what type of you know response is this causing because of previous things that I've already gone through and basically it helps me to stop overthinking it which it definitely has so maybe you're in a similar situation to me right now or maybe you have someone in mind who you've had these issues with before but what I want to do, you know, in this episode, and again, I, I truly believe in keeping it short and sweet if I need to, is I actually want to leave you with a set of steps or questions to help you in these situations, because this is a process that I've done and I'll continue to do going forward when I find that I'm struggling with someone or their behavior. So the first thing that I would say is the most important thing to do in my personal experience when we come across someone whose behavior really bothers us, you know, it's causing us a lot of anxiety. We don't understand why they're doing the things that they're doing. We're feeling, you know, maybe left out or so many situations and so many feelings that we can have is to really break down what it is about this person's behavior that truly bothers you. I think sometimes too, we focus a lot on the action and not necessarily the behavior of the person. And I think it's really important to make a difference between those. It's really easy to say, they did xyz but instead i i truly think it is the behavior that drives those actions it's a behavior of that person that affects us more so really dig deep and figure out what it is about that type of behavior that also might seem familiar to you and then after that 
I would, you know, once you've got an idea on what behaviors that you're struggling with and that you see in the person, I would then look back and see in what areas of your life have you previously struggled with these type of behavior or these types of behaviors? I know for me, as I was reflecting, I understood completely how many times, you know, as an adolescent in high school and also in relationships as I got a bit older, how that hot cold and that certain type of behavior really just, I've been through it so many times and I've responded to it the same way so many times. It's really something that has truly triggered me through my whole life and something that I only really realized recently. So try and think back to times in your life where you've experienced this type of behavior before. And then the next part is to dig a bit deeper and ask yourself where this trigger may have first been created. You know, was it a parent or a family member that treated you in the same way? And if it was, how did you respond to them? And this is a really important question because it's in that response that we really start to see, honestly, how it's almost a habit to respond in the same way as we did with you know, as a child to each time that we, even as an adult, to each time that we encounter this type of behavior or this type of trigger. And then the last point is to see whether your feelings and response to this behavior is the same as when you were younger. So I definitely know for me, like I've said throughout the podcast episode today, I, I just really get triggered by it and I really find that I was eliciting the same response that I always did when I was faced with these types of beha- people and behavior. And again, it was such a learning curve for me because, you know, we're stuck in that loop. It's almost like a habit loop, really, where the cue is really the trigger and then we have that response of always trying to, you know, deal with these types of people in the same way and, you know, find ourselves doing those really difficult things like trying to be liked and make more effort and really trying to get that response that we really wanted to probably when the traumatic event first occurred. So seeing the cause and effect of our triggers is really empowering again because it gives us that self-awareness and once we develop that self-awareness, it's really hard to go back, you know, to not noticing it or not seeing it. So for me, you know, this is such a short learning curve, but it's taken a weight off me because I've realized that I can now adjust my response and understand why this behavior bothers me the way it does. And when I have learned that, it gives me the opportunity to respond to it differently. So I really hope that this has given you a little bit of insight into a type of relationship that you might be in at the moment, whether it's a friendship or a relationship or any type of thing where you find that, you know, you struggle with certain types of behaviors because I do truly believe that the best way to change is to first understand why we are the way we are and work from that angle. So I feel like for me, you know, anytime I come up with this sort of behavior, anytime I meet someone who's really triggering me, again, it gives me that opportunity now that I have that awareness to step back and really understand myself and say, okay, this is, you know, why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And it helps with that anxiety, but also it helps to make sure that I stick to actions and values that are really true to me. Because, you know, I understand too, that it's common for me to try and seek approval from these types of people. But when I create awareness around the fact that I'm doing that, I will do it less. And therefore, it just keeps a little bit more energy for myself and also helps me to keep energy, you know, put energy towards things that are more positive, that are more worthwhile, that that are better to put our energy towards. So I hope you find that this can help you in some way. And I hope that you find these steps useful because again, I keep these episodes short and sweet, but this was really just a massive learning curve for me. And I wanted to get it on here and tell you about it and really explain it just so that you understood. And I hope that you find it useful for whatever situation you're in or any future situation that you're in where you're really struggling with someone and you're finding that's causing you a lot of anxiety and you're overthinking it. 
So thank you so much for being here in this episode and for listening. I'm truly grateful. I love recording these podcasts. I love sharing everything that I've learned and I hope you've enjoyed it as well. Until the next episode, don't forget you can check us out at searchingforbetter.net. There's a blog there full of content and more uh, podcast episodes. And also you can join us in the email community. There'll be a link in the description. I usually write an email every couple of weeks and usually it's stuff that I don't talk about on the podcast. But until the next episode, I will catch you then. Thank you again so much for being here and listening.